0: You are now listening to the London International Christian Church podcast. Comes to the point where we have the sermon, and uh, things have been going great in the East region. Yeah. We uh, we've been uh, having a few baptisms. Yeah. We've been having a few engagements. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. continue to have more and more miracles. Here we, we want to focus on uh, growing as a church yeah. but then we also want to focus on special missions which comes up every year we come up and we raise missions for church fundings yeah. so to plant churches takes two things it takes people and it yeah. takes money yeah. so we've got people we've got lots of people that would love to go on mission teams right yeah. and if you got asked to go on a mission team you'd be fired up about it right yeah. and so we got the people but now we need the money Uh we need to raise the money for these things Mm. and something that happens usually about this time of the year is you get this 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 divide where it's like you either focus on growing as a church or you focus on raising special missions Mm. and I, i heard this when i was in la and i've also heard it here it's like yeah oh bro like we, we had missions So like We weren't really able To be, be fruitful We didn't really We didn't have that many baptisms Like you know how it is Like missions That's just how it works Or, or the other one Yeah like We didn't get our missions But like That's because we were fruitful We were baptizing people mm-hmm. And like that That's not good enough I don't accept that one bit I don't believe that God Is going to force us To choose Between raising up disciples Or raising up money I believe that we serve a God that can do both of those yeah. 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 and so I don't believe in choosing between either forceful advancements mm-hmm. or special missions I believe we can have both yeah. so the title of my lesson today is special advancement and forceful missions <laughs> <Come on. Okay. laughs> so how are we going to have special advancement and forceful missions I have a very simple lesson for you guys Three simple points, but I I think it's very important, very crucial we focus on these things, and we're going to have great forceful advancement and amazing missions as well. Mm. So, point number one stay in the vine. How are we going to have forceful advancement? By being in the vine. Go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15 in verse 5. The Bible says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So, this is God's heart. God wants us to be bearing, not just fruit, God wants us to be bearing much fruit. Because this is glorious to Him. This brings glory to God when we're making disciples. And the process of making disciples is actually very simple. You just got to do one thing. Be spiritual. That's, that's all it takes. And I think sometimes we can overcomplicate this process. We can get get hung up on on techniques or styles or or different things rather than just focusing on where we need to focus, and that's Jesus. Because it says, Jesus says that, I am the vine, you are the branches. Mm -hmm. So how does that work? In a tree, you have the branches, and then you have the vine which supplies the water and the nutrients to Mm -hmm. the branches. Mm. That's how it is with us. Is that for us, where do we get our spiritual nutrients from? It's from God. Mm. It's not from your discipler. It's not from your Bible talk. It's not even from your, your, your leader, your preacher. Mm. It's from Jesus. Mm. And the problem is that if we try and find this type of spiritual nourishment from other sources, mm. other than Jesus, we're going to be dry and withered. Mm. And <clears throat> have any of you guys ever seen a, a, a branch like that? a branch that maybe is like broken off a little bit and it's still attached to the tree but it's, it's all it's not green anymore it's not it's not not moist it's it's dry it's brown and it's just kind of kind of hanging along yeah. sometimes we can do that in the church so we're still in the church we're still attached but we're not connected to jesus we're not in the vine. We're not getting that type of nourishment that's filling us up. And we don't want to be like that. We don't want to just be people that just show up on Sunday, do the things, go through the motions, but then are dry spiritually. Because actually, it's very simple. To be, to be spiritual, you just got to be connected with Jesus. How do we connect with Jesus? Every day, be reading the word. Every day, be praying. It's that simple. And if we're doing this, we're going to be full spiritually. And we're going to be able to bear much fruit. Mm. So <clears throat> when I was in uh, Indonesia growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, we'd have amazing tropical fruit everywhere, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's just incredible. And I even it kind of spoiled me a little bit because I came back to 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 London, and uh, people were like, "Oh, you, you got to try this mango." I don't mango? Oh, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'll tell you what a mango is. I've seen mangoes before. Come on. And because uh, you do, you get them, there's so much fruits in the tropics in Indonesia that uh, you just kind of take it for granted. So in uh, in the place where we live, we had this beautiful giant mango tree. And uh, every every few months, it would be producing mangoes. And it happened so often that uh, we would forget about it. And the, the neighborhood kids, they would come around, they're like, hey, can we collect your mangoes? Because we would, we would even, like, there was so much fruit around. We didn't even go to our own mango tree. We would just go up to the street. And because it was easier, it was quicker, it was, it was everything. But the kids are like, hey, we, we this is fruit. We want to get uh, this, this fruit off the mango tree. Yeah. And so they would come, and then they would collect the fruit, and we would forget about it. And then all of a sudden, poof, the, the mango tree is making more mangoes, mm-hmm. and they need to get the more mangoes. And then the kids are back again. And then a few months later, the kids are back again and collect mangoes, because it's just this tree keeps producing mangoes. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what I never saw. I never saw this tree, this beautiful giant tree, being like, dude, uh, make mangoes! <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it never was trying hard to make mangoes. Right. I never saw this tree getting stressed or worked up or anything like, oh ah, it's mango season time! Ah, make mangoes! Right, right, right. <laughs> mango trees make mangoes and the same way disciples make disciples because that's just what we do it's just natural and i think if we're if you're trying to think about it if you're thinking like oh i gotta make disciples what do i do what do i do you're trying to just make it your your own way in your mm-hmm. own time mm-hmm. but what i want to help you guys to see is that by being connected to jesus mm-hmm. by being a part of the vine by being mm-hmm. spiritual it's just a natural mm-hmm. process where you wow. don't have to think about it. You don't have to stress for it. Even, you don't have to really work at it. Wow. It's not something that by like, oh, working harder is going to make it happen faster or anything like that. By just being connected with Jesus, you guys will be bearing first. Wow. And so this is what I want for, for the East. Because it's been amazing. We've had, we've had some great baptisms this year. But I want, I want more. Yeah. I want to see more things happening. Yeah. Because we know that it can. For those of you that have read the Good News email that goes out around all these miracles happening around the world, we see incredible miracles happening. We see uh, Dubai having 10 editions in 10 weeks. Uh, We see uh, Boston having uh, 11 editions in 2 weeks. We see Chennai having 24 editions in one month. This incredible, incredible miracles happening all over the world. And I know that the God of Dubai, the God of Boston, the God of Chennai is the same God of London, yeah. Yeah. and I believe if there are miracles happening there, the same miracles are going to happen here as well. Right. Yeah. And so, what do we need to do? We just need to be spiritual. Mm. Just need to be connected to Jesus, and then that's going to produce incredible, incredible miracles here. Mm. So, what's my challenge for you guys? Very simple: have incredible quiet times yes. Yes. every day. Be reading the Bible. Yep. Yeah. And, and make it inspiring. Have have an awesome, awesome time, and then go and have an awesome prayer. Mm. Because (coughs) reading the Bible affects your mind, but prayer affects your hearts. Mm. And it's the same way when we go out and we're we're sharing our faith with people, sharing Bible scriptures with them, teaching them the Bible, is going to impact their mind. But prayer is what's going to impact their hearts. Mm. Prayer is what's going to take that that hardened, bitter person that has no interest in God, that is going to be prayer. That's going to soften their heart. It's going to be right. prayer. It's going to change them around, make them open to studying the Bible and becoming a disciple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want to challenge you guys every day be having an incredible time reading the Bible, have an incredible prayer time, and then you've got to share it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. share it with someone else. Share it with your brother, share it with your sister, or ideally, best case scenario, share it with someone studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. Give them some sort of inspiration to make them want to become a disciple. And it's like, hey, this is, this is what it looks like to be a disciple This is incredible, this man, you're reading your Bible You're praying, it's awesome And then they're going to see that And they're going to want that for their life Because they're going to see that, man, like you're connected with Jesus We see that good things are happening in your life I want to do that I want to be connected with Jesus just like you are And if we do that, we're going to have Incredible, incredible miracles happening in the East You guys with me? Yeah. Amen. So point number one, stay in the vine stay spiritual. Point number two, consistency brings victory. Um, Let's go to Luke chapter 18. Okay. Oh. All right, come on, Colby. <laughs> See, Chloe's engaged. She's, yeah, she's yeah. fired up about this. Look, like, she's even got a pen. She's taking notes. Yeah. Come on, train man, train up a child young. That's how you do it. <laughs> so Luke chapter 18, Chapter 18 and verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. He said, A certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought of or what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who was coming to him with the plea: grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this woman keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I love this story, the the, the story of the persistent widow. And I think this is great, because in the story, we have two people. We have the widow, and in uh, the first century, to be a widow was tough. They didn't have government programs, you didn't have welfare programs or anything. It was really difficult to live as a widow. And on top of this, this widow is having an injustice done against her. There's some adversary. Uh, who, who, it could be different things But a lot of times you had people that would take advantage of widows Trying to take yeah. their property They didn't have uh, husbands They didn't have men in their lives to, to help them, to protect them And so someone's doing some sort of injustice against this widow mm-hmm. And she goes to the judge who's supposed to help her And the judge, he, uh, he doesn't care mm-hmm. He doesn't fear God, which is bad mm-hmm. And he doesn't fear man, which is also bad and so this woman she's going to him for help and he doesn't care but she continues she persists day after day after day after day and this guy's like you know what like i don't care about god i don't care about people i don't care about anything but this woman keeps bothering me just go away leave me alone and then she finally he, he gives her what she wants because of her persistence and what jesus is saying is said hey if this wicked judge who doesn't care about God? Who doesn't care about people? Is willing to give this woman what she wants because of her persistence. How much more is God going to give us what we want for when we when we ask Him persistently for righteous righteous things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> what I want to what I want to really impress upon us is that for us to have real forceful advancement, for us to really grow the church exponentially, we need to be persistent. We need to be consistent. Yeah. Consistent in what? Number one, we need to be consistent in our prayer. So again, reading the Bible affects our minds. Prayer affects our hearts. And prayer affects other people's hearts. So we need to consistently be praying for people's hearts. People that don't want to study the Bible. People that don't want to come to church. People that don't care anything about God. It's prayer that's going to change them around. And consistent prayer. So after we pray, what do we need to do? We need to be consistent in our evangelism going out every day, sharing with people, telling them about church, telling them about Jesus, trying to get them to come in. And so then after we pray and after we we go and we share, we need to be consistent with our follow-up. And this is a crucial one. Because I think a lot of us are really good about prayer. I think a lot of us are even really good about sharing. I I think that's an area that the the church is very strong in. Mm -hmm. But the church is not very strong in Mm follow-up. This is an area we really need to improve. Yeah. why because i would say this is the most difficult of the three this is the one that takes the most discipline this is the one that takes the most uh most energy and this is the one that takes the most consistency to really be following up with people consistently yeah, yeah. and so <coughs> i want to introduce a uh a new a new thing in the church and i want to call it follow-up friday yeah. so friday i want you to take it doesn't even take that long. Take 10, 15 minutes yeah. to follow up with all of the people that you have and invite them to church on Sunday. Yeah. Because best case scenario, they'll be back to you and they'll say, yes, I'll come to church on Sunday. But if they don't, on Friday, they'll feel guilty. And they'll be like, ah, you know what, I can't come to church on Sunday, yeah. but I can get together on Monday. Or I can't get together on Tuesday. Come on. And then we can set them a Bible study, we can bring them to Bible talk, we can bring them to midweek. But if you share with them on Monday, they're like, ah, oh, my week's busy, uh, my time Sunday's come around, they've forgotten about you already. So let's share every Friday. Let's have follow-up Friday and make it fun. Uh, I remember we did this in the campus, and the campus loved to have fun, which is great. But you don't have to be a campus student to have fun. You can even have fun if you're a single, amen? You can even have fun if you're married, right? And so, so make it fun, make it a game. Make it see like, man, who can get the most visitors out to church? And, and, and just, just make it fun. Um, so in addition to to sharing to follow up Friday, just be following up during during the week yeah. with people, and because uh, it, it doesn't take very much time during uh, during the day, it takes like five minutes, mm-hmm. and even what you can do is you can do it on the tube. So when you've got nothing else, you've got no cell signal or anything, write out your follow up text, yeah, and then as soon as you come out of the station, just send them all off. Because yes. you, come on guys, like let's be honest, we don't really maximize our time on the tube. Mm-hmm. Most of us, we're playing a video game, we're listening to music. If we're really disciplined, maybe we're reading a book. But, <laughs> but we don't really maximize the, the time on the tube. Mm-hmm. What if we just took five, ten minutes every day to go through the context, go through, yeah. go through the people that we've been meeting, yeah. to share with them. Yeah. To, yeah. to tell them about all the things that are happening in the church and to get them. Mm-hmm. Because if you, want to, uh, if you want to have people that are getting baptized, you have to study with them yeah to study with them, they have to come to the events. To get them to come to the events, you have to follow up with them. Mm. And so if you don't have, if, you, if you want to get baptisms, we're going to, to start with, with follow-up. Right. We, it's, a, it's a process that we've got to go through. Mm. And it's, it's a very it's a simple process, but it takes a decision and it takes consistency. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Because the people that we've baptized this year is taking a lot of follow-up. Mm-hmm. So with Haven, he came to the Word Workshop in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And we got with him. Peter met him. I got with him. The guys got with him. And we followed up with him every day yeah. for six weeks. Mm. Yeah. Every day. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Bible study? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You're coming to meeting? Yeah, okay. That, 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 that's that. Every day. And it wasn't just me. It was lots of people following up. Yes. with him. And because of that consistent follow-up, Haven got baptized, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, after Haven, we had George. And George took four months of follow-up, consistently, day after day, week after week, month after month. But was it not worth it? Are we not glad that George is here today? So, if, we, if we want more people like Haven, if we want people with more people like George, it's going to take that consistent follow-up. Mm. It's going to take it uh, from not just from one individual, but from multiple individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Because in Haven's life, it was myself, it was mm. Daniel, it was Jermaine, it was Chris, it was Peter. In George's life, it was Ola, it was Steve, it was Michael Pachua. We see that it's, it's, a, it's a collective effort. Mm. And so this is what we need to do for, for us to have these incredible miracles that are going to be happening yeah. in the church. Yeah. Um. And so this is, these are my challenge yeah. to uh, follow Friday. Every Friday, follow up with people for Sunday. And then, while you're traveling on the tube, take 5-10 minutes to write out several follow-up texts and to shoot them to the people that you're, that you're uh, communicating with. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, the final point that I have, we talked about the uh, special advancement. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the forceful missions. Point number three, the joy of giving. So we know that we're supposed to give. We know that it's commanded in the Bible. We've done the Bible studies. We've looked at all of that. Yeah. But, but I don't want to just stand up here and say, give, 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 give. give Because uh, it's not about just doing it, mm-hmm. but it's about the why. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to help to see you why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Because if I just tell you to do something, and you don't actually understand why you're doing it, you, you might do it, but it's going to be with the wrong heart. And that's right. not what I want. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to do the right thing with the right hearts. Right. And so, because of that, I want to get back to the why. Why do we give? Why do we give special missions? So let's go to Second Corinthians chapter nine. Um, I really like what Richard shared uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter eight, and this continues on. It's in the same sort of uh, same letter, same same context, and it is, it's talking about giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 in verse 6 Remember this Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly And whoever sows generously will also reap generously Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give Not reluctantly or under compulsion For God loves a cheerful giver And God is able to bless you abundantly So that in all things at all times Having all you need You will abound in every good work As is written So this is why we give. We don't want to talk about what we do, which is give. We want to talk about why we give. Yeah. And here, as you read this, it's interesting. We see a, a, a few absolutes. So in verse, um, verse eight, and God is able to bless you abundantly in all things at all times, having all you need. Okay. Then we go on. And we see in verse 11, you will be rich in every way. So you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So why do we give? We give so because this is what, what God is saying to us. God has blessed us. God's blessed us richly. Yep. And we're, we're called to give it back. Give it back to God and give it back to others. It talks about giving out gifts to the poor, which we know is benevolence, which we do. But also, the, the context really of what it's talking about is it's talking about a special missions collection in addition to the regular giving. Mm-hmm. So in, in, uh, we talk about contributions every week, which meets, the, which meets the needs of the church here in London. So it pays for, for the facilities, it pays for the staff, it pays for uh, the different things that we need here in London. But what this is talking about, it isn't talking about uh, the regular giving. This is a special giving specifically for church planting. Mm -hmm. That Paul was going to go and he was going to plant churches, and Paul had the team. He had the people, but he needed the money. Because remember, it takes people, and it takes money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so Paul is saying, hey, we want to do this for for this reason, and to give to meet all of your needs. Because it says that whoever sows sparingly, will reap sparingly. And we see this, is that uh, the, the mission teams that uh, don't have a lot of money are gonna face more challenges. They're gonna have less uh, ability to have an impact. Now, of course, we serve a God of the impossible and God can do anything, but uh, that's, that's, that's not the point. It's not about, oh yeah, we're not gonna give so that way God can do this incredible miracle and plant a church with zero money. That's, that's not what it's about. It's about uh, really sowing generously to to uh, have a have a great harvest, mm. Mm. and the, the thing about this is that uh, we we want to plant churches, we want to do other things, but uh, when we give, it makes us blessed. Mm. Mm. Now we don't talk about being blessed in this this worldly sense of like oh yeah God's gonna bless me, He's gonna give me stuff. We know the blessing is is happiness. Mm. To be yeah. blessed is mm. to be happy. Yeah. And when we give, it helps us to be happy. Mm. Mm. And when we give special missions, it helps us to be happy. Ooh, yep. Now I know some of you might not necessarily agree with that. Some of you might think, like, oh, you don't know how challenging it is to be to give my missions. Oh, it's, it's so hard every year. And it is hard to give missions, and it should be hard. It should be a sacrifice. But after you do it, it's worth it. Am I right? Yeah. 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 And I, I think for me, whenever I see uh, the, the miracles happening, not just here in London, but around the world, okay. I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. So before I came to London, I was in uh, L.A., and at, at a that was when I when I learned about the first time uh, having a 20 times mission contribution. Uh, the only one I experienced before was a five times. And <laughs> I, was, I was here in London, and people were struggling with giving five times. And uh, I was like, oh man, like we. Much we get five times. And then I even I even heard about oh in LA they give twenty times I'm like, oh that's LA oh man uh, that's that's crazy, man. I, I could never do that. And then I have sending me to LA and I had to give twenty times. <laughs> so you know it was challenging. But we we made it happen. We worked, we sacrificed, we, we begged, we pleaded, we prayed, and we, we raised the money and we were able to send out uh, two incredible churches to Lagos mm. and to Dubai. Yeah. And, and both of those churches are doing incredible, yeah. incredible things. Yes, yeah. And I mentioned Dubai earlier because I love Dubai. Number one, I love Artie and April. Yeah. Aren't they just the coolest? Yeah. Like, they really are, you love them, you see them on Facebook yeah. and they're just amazing. And, but more than just Artie and April being super cool, they're being super fruitful. Yeah. They're being super effective. Yeah. They're growing the church. And if, for those of you that read the Good News email, in the last 10 weeks, they've had 10 baptisms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is in the Middle East, mm-hmm. the heart of Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're baptizing people, converting them to Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what it's all about. Yeah. And when I see that happening, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I had a part to play in that. I know that all of my work, all of my sacrifice, was able to help them. Mm-hmm. Was able to equip them with the resources that they needed to go and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so I want to call us back to, to the why of what we do what we do, because again, we're raising missions. Mm-hmm. And we're doing not at five times, not at 14 times, we're doing it 20 times. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we want to do incredible things this year. Mm-hmm. We want to send the supplemental mission team to Paris, mm-hmm. which Paris, they, they need it. They need the almosts. They need the people to come to strengthen the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've, been, they've been struggling out there. They've been having a challenging time. They've just had Prisca who's passed away. Yes. It's, it's very, very difficult right now for them. But when anthony has the whole mission did go there i know incredible things are going yeah. to happen in paris yeah. i know there's going to be miracles upon miracles upon miracles and i know that i'm going to be a part of sending them yeah. i know that my missions my my sacrifice is going to help them and when i see the miracles taking place that's going to make me happy yeah. it's going to fill me with joy in the same way we're not just doing paris but we're also doing amsterdam yeah. right now there's nothing in amsterdam yeah. amsterdam is a godless horrible wicked place right now they're crying out for something they need a hope they need a purpose they need Jesus with them and right now there's no one there but there's going to be someone there am I right and so we're sending the hearts and I love the hearts and I want the hearts to be well equipped I want them to be prepared to be as effective as possible and when we read about the good news in Paris in Amsterdam, we're going to know that it was our sacrifice. It was our giving that was able to help them. Mm. And I'm going to feel an enormous amount of satisfaction, an enormous amount of pride, of happiness, because I'll know what I did to help. And I know all of us as well. Mm. Because we're not just going to hit it individually, we're going to hit it per Bible talk, and we're going to hit it per region. All of our goals, we're going to blow it out. So that way we can say that we're sending them out uh, commissioned Mm. to be ready to go, to be ready to do everything that they need to do. So I want to challenge us to give our missions, we're, not, we're, all gonna give, we're all gonna give our missions, but I want to challenge us to give our missions early. Mm-hmm. I love what Richard said about, he's like, hey, I God's blessed me with an awesome job, and I'm gonna give a third of my missions yeah. today. Mm-hmm. That's incredible, because uh, missions is at the end of May, mm-hmm. but we've got expenses, we've got bills that we need to pay now. Mm-hmm. And so the more money that we can raise up now, the easier it's gonna be for the church to have that cash flow, to be able to send out people, to be able to do the things that we need yeah. to do. And so, I want to challenge you guys to give whatever you can give now. Don't wait until May to do it. Give it now. If you can give all of it now, to God be all the glory, give it all now. Amen. If you can give half of it now, give half of it now. If you can give a third of it, give a third of it. If you if it, if even 10%, maybe you can just give one extra time. Amen. But give whatever you can give now because all of that's going to help the church. All of that's going to help with, with preparing these mission teams and sending them out. Amen. Are you with me, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is what we want. This is what we want for the East Region. I want to be able to say the East Region, not only did we blow out our special missions, as we always do and always will do, but we were incredibly fruitful as well. Because we serve a God that doesn't pick and choose. We serve a God that isn't about either raising up disciples or raising up missions, but we can do both. It's going to be number one by being spiritual by staying in the vine, by being close to Jesus. Mm. It's going to be, number two, by consistently being in prayer, consistently following up with the people that God's brought into our lives. And it's also going to be by remembering why we do what we do, mm. why we give missions, and to give it with a joyful heart, to give it with a, with a glad <laughs> heart. And so, church, I love you. This is my lesson for you. It's go me on the coin.